Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops. I'm your host, Paul Oren, and you're tuned into a podcast dedicated to Valparaiso basketball and the Missouri Valley Conference. You can catch Union Street Hoops on NWI.com, iTunes, and SoundCloud. It's been a long time. It has been, and uh, it won't be uh, beginning here in August, but I wanted to pop in with a little bit of a bonus episode here, although it's the first one in several months. And there's a few reasons why uh, it kind of took a step back here. Um, one was purely uh, technology reasons. Uh, I had a laptop that I had all of my podcasting uh, apparatus saved on, and that laptop died at the Final Four. Uh, basically what happened was, I actually think taking the Amtrak to Arch Madness uh, was uh, it was very shaky on the trip, and I think it jarred loose my hard drive and the laptop and over time it just uh it became the the speakers failed uh the hard drive wasn't reading properly sometimes it would read sometimes it wouldn't and ultimately it uh it just it fell apart tried a couple quick fixes here and there my brother's a tech guy tried a couple different things uh and it just never it never worked the way that we needed it to so um Long story short, got a new laptop, have not loaded all of the equipment on there yet. Adobe Audition is not cheap. And uh, long story short there, uh, I'm, I'm kind of going back to year one of how we put together this podcast. So uh, recording it a little bit different and all of that. The second reason why I kind of stepped away from the podcast a little bit was I, I just, I felt like it, I felt like we needed a bit of a break uh, we, as in me, the host, and maybe you, the listener. Um, I felt like it, it just, my tone and my thoughts were starting to become a little tension, tension-filled, a little tense, with my thoughts about the state of the basketball program and the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to tie a noose around the head coach's neck, while many fans are. I wanted to kind of take a step back and maybe we could all take a deep breath a little bit and uh, and then just kind of reevaluate a little bit as we get ready for this upcoming season. I think it's clear that Valpo's got to win this year. There's no question about it. I've talked to a lot of people away from the podcast about their thoughts and everything. It's clear Valpo's got to win this year. I give a lot of credit to Lodic because I think, he, while it's clear they've got to win this year, I think he built a team that, and, and still there's one scholarship remaining, I think he's built a team that they may not win this year, but he may be thinking about the sustainability of this program long term. And, uh, you know, that said, I think the pressure is on Valpo. I'm really excited for Zion Morgan. I think he's going to be an excellent addition. Um, every every conversation I've had with him is I think he's uh He's legit, and I think Nick Robinson and Aaron Gordon are going to be excellent additions to the team. Uh, Donovan Clay looks like he could be a really good player. He's a freshman. Obviously, Javon Freeman-Liberty and Daniel Sackey, Ryan Fizikas, these guys are are uh, are going to be big parts of the team. As for the newcomers, not really sure what to uh, what to expect from them. Uh, ben Crikey, I think, or Crikey, I don't quite know how to say his name. He and Emil. Uh, are both on campus. I've seen both of them just walking around, but I've not seen them on the basketball court yet. Siggy is not here in Valpo yet, but I imagine soon enough. And uh, I believe the team is, is starting to get together for some workouts. 
and you know in advance of this Canadian trip that's coming up which last time we had the podcast I don't think we I mean, we didn't know anything about it because that came uh, last uh, last month also you know newsworthy is where all the transfers have ended up uh, the dust has settled on all but one so far Derek Smith is at Butler that's not really a surprise wasn't a surprise uh, Bakari Evelyn went to Iowa that I think for a lot of Valpo fans was a surprise Bakari had a uh, had an awful year and I think he'd be the first to tell you that or maybe he'd acknowledge it I don't actually know that he'd, he'd, he'd tell you that all I'm going to say about Bakari is that I think the guy, uh, he certainly, again, had a terrible year on the court. Equally, he had a terrible year off the court with some personal stuff that went on in his world that I don't really think I'm at liberty to disclose. And uh, all I'll say is I think that kid went through some things in life that nobody his age or any age should have to go through. Uh, basketball was, while it's the love of a lot of these guys' lives, I think basketball was on the back burner mentally for, for Bakari for a lot of the season. Um, I've asked a couple times if he wanted to expound upon this and, and talk publicly about it, and and he's he's never really wanted to get into it. Um, and and you, I think you got to respect that. And uh, I happen to know some of the stuff there, but... Uh, it's just not my place. And that said, uh, he, he again will be. He'll he'll tell you that he knows he played bad, and uh, you know now he is going to Iowa. And and we talked last week, and he said some things about he's got a coach who's got his back. And the way that it reads on paper sounds like it's a slap in the face to Lodic, and I I don't think it came off that way when we were talking. It's just it's one of those things that sometimes a quote on paper reads a certain way when because I asked him about Fran McCaffrey I said what do you know about this guy this is a guy that I didn't say compare and contrast Fran McCaffrey to Matt Loddick that wasn't the question so take that for what it is um Marcus Golder is uh at Portland State is that is going to be home uh back in his hometown I know he's very excited about that and then really the one that was a jolt was Jay Soroya who transferred to Cincinnati. And I do think that there was a thought process that Soroya was uh, was kind of looking, and maybe maybe people associated with Soroya were looking at a possible pro contract and transferring, or, or at least appearing to transfer, was going to be part of that to, to kind of gain some leverage and a pro deal. And when that didn't work, he, he had to go on some visits to kind of hold that through. And then ultimately kind of found something that he liked in the visit. From what I understand, he was very torn on the whole situation and, and really loved Valpo and was excited about possibly coming back, but obviously the chance to go to the NCAA tournament with Cincinnati and whether he made the decision or somebody close to him made the decision, you never can really tell with what's going on with a lot of transfers out there these days. Uh, I know that uh, that the coaching staff, I think, thinks highly of, of Soroya and, and vice versa, and they, they kind of wish each other well. Um, and I talked to, when I talked to Bakari last week, he had said, you know, we're, we're all in a group chat with each other. We're all communicating with each other. We're all excited with each other, not just former players, but with the current players. And, uh, again, I, I think for people who are older, who maybe didn't grow up in this AAU world that we live in now, where these guys are playing one tournament with one team, one weekend, then another tournament with another team, another weekend, and kind of moving around and shifting and all of that. 
I think it's normal now for kids today to to bounce around and, and transferring is just kind of what has always happened. And I think people who are older look at it a little bit differently. So, um, you know, I will, uh, I'll continue. I always, you know, I, I, I love getting to know these guys and everything and, and, uh, we'll follow them this year. I'll probably tweet out about how they're doing and I'm sure Valpo fans will, will tweet back. Some will enjoy it and other people will, will say, you know, Bakari who or Marcus who and all of that. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, they're people, they're not, they're not property. They're not just numbers on a Jersey. They're people in those jerseys. And, and I think for me, that was, that's one of the interesting things about being around the team and covering these guys is that you get to know them as people. And sometimes you see things that as people, you just, you feel for them a little bit, but at the, at the same time, they are brought here to play basketball and the basketball hasn't been very good as of late. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Michael Bradford, the only other Valpo transfer that has yet to find a landing spot, reached out to his father, Barry, who's always been someone good to talk to and is very involved in the recruiting aspect, uh, particularly on the women's basketball side as he works with some AAU programs there. Um, he said that they were still looking at some potential visit spots, and that was really that was about a month ago and haven't heard anything since then. Very curious to see where he ends up. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to uh, to get back into some Valpo basketball. It was it was much needed, I think, to take some personal time just away from it. Uh, really, for the past couple of years, there's just never really been an off season. Really dating back to the will he or won't he Bryce Drew leave stuff. Uh, then they go to the NIT. Then there's the coaching change, and then it was just you know recruiting and scheduling and all of that and. Um, a joy to have Robbie Weinstein working at the NWI Times and, and able to kind of, we've traded off on some stories here and there. So it's been really nice to really kind of take a break and unplug a little bit, but I'm excited to be back. Uh, thrilled for those of you who, who follow the inside baseball part of the Times. Mike Clark is a sports editor now, and he's been a guy that's been in the region for a long time, knows the area, knows the people. And we're really excited at the times to kind of get back to what we do the best, and that's tell stories, uh, you know, interview people, talk to them, detailed breakdowns of what we see and what we hear. Uh, and, and you know, I couldn't be more excited. I'm, I'm re-energized. I think uh, we're ready to go. So uh, that said, I'm going on vacation for two weeks. Um, and I wanted to, uh, quickly hit you with the little Union Street hoops here to kind of, uh, scratch that itch for the summer. And I've got a, uh, I got an interview with one of my favorite people to ever have been around Valpo. One of my favorites. Uh, again, the audio quality, audio quality, I don't know how it's going to sound. Cause again, I, I don't have all of my, my audio editing stuff here. So this is just kind of recorded over a handheld recorder. So apologies if it's, if it's a little quiet, uh, was recording this uh, interview in a apartment complex uh, where this guy is living now. Air conditioning was kicking on and off during it, so again, apologies if it's if it's not the best sound quality, but it's about 15 to 20 minutes of good, solid reminiscing with one of my favorite, favorite Valpo players of all time. Looking forward to being back and uh, having more Union Street hoops head your way, and uh, by all means, hit me up on Twitter, let me know who you want to hear from. Let me know what you're excited about, what you're not excited about for the upcoming season. And uh, hoping to be a little bit more interactive this coming year. And really, I just think this is going to be a fun, exciting year. It might not end in wins all the time, 
but I think it'll be a fun, exciting year as Valpo looks to rebuild their program a little bit with a lot of young talent and a lot of new players. I think it's going to be a great time. So without further ado, one of my favorite favorite players in Valpo history. Here he is. Joined now by a very special guest, former Valparaiso basketball player, graduated in 2007. Yes. Musa Mbai. Musa, thank you for joining Union Street Hoops. You're back. Friend. Back in Northwest Indiana. Yes, sir. Yes, When's sir. the last time you were here before this? Wow. Twelve years ago. Twelve years? Twelve years ago. You've been in Houston? Yes. Uh, I moved to Houston like uh, 2015. Okay, 2015. Yeah. yeah. 2015. So you were done it with Valpo in 2007. Seven. Did you go back to Senegal? After? Yes, I went back in Senegal because uh, after I graduated, I hurt my knees. And like, you know... Like, like since you know, like I've been struggling with my knees throughout my college career. Yeah, and uh, I moved back in Senegal for one year, rehabbing over there. And after that, uh, I went playing France. I played in uh, Morocco. I played in the Middle East. Then in uh, Libya before the like uh, you know before it got yeah before it got bad. And uh, I st- basically I stopped playing back in 2013. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it seems that international basketball overseas takes you all over the place. What was what was your favorite place that you got to play? Uh, my favorite place was in uh, Morocco. Okay. Yes, because uh, I was uh, playing in a like a national one over there. Like I played in two teams over there in Morocco. First team was in uh, Halosima. They in back in the north. They close to Spain. And that was a small town by the sea, so I love it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Let's go back to your Valpo career. Let's have some. We'll tell some fun stories yeah, here, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were part of the greatest recruiting class ever assembled in Valpo, right? Like, yeah. and and you were, I think, probably the unheralded kind of the underdog of the the group, right? So, yeah. I was a student. Uh, my my senior year, my final year at Valpo was when they were putting this class together. Scott had just taken over as the head coach, yeah. and they started signing. I remember I was in the office the day they signed uh, Umar. Yeah. How excited they were for that. They got this commitment from Kenny Harris like when he was young, yeah. and uh, then they got Jimmy, and mm-hmm. they got you. Yeah. Um, take me to that maybe first summer when you guys, when you guys all got there. I mean, how, how, how talented was your kind of four-guy group right there? Yeah, because uh, I remember my first summer, I was leaving me and Omar. Omar got here like uh, a week uh, before me. And uh, when I got here, we were living with Kikas. Okay. Yeah, we were living in Kikas. Who knew everybody. Was yeah. the ha- happiest happiest guy in the world. Yeah, Kikas, great guy, man. And uh, once I met Omar over there, like uh, both of us like from Africa, like Mali and Senegal, pretty much we neighbors. And like, you know, that was the first fun. Because, you know, I got, like, and before that, I played Uma twice. Oh, you did? In high school, we played our savior in our place. And in their place, they they won in their, in their place, we won in our place. And because you were in, were you in Connecticut? Or no, no, New Jersey, New, New Jersey. Jersey. Life yeah, Center yeah. Academy in Burlington. So, like, you know, once I met Omar over there before coming here, like, we were talking, like, you going to Valpo, I'm going to Valpo. So every game, me and him, after the game, we, like, spent, like, 10 minutes talking, you know. We're exciting, like, we're going to be teammates, you know, speaking friends together. So. And then you get there and you got this little guard. 
Yes. Jimmy Miles. Jimmy Miles. What was your first kind of impression of like Jimmy? My first impression of Jimmy, like how cool Jimmy was. And like once like we met the first time, I mean pretty cool. Really cool. Like we like me and him, we like we were the tightest one. Even like I was roommate with Umar, but me and Jimmy, we were tight. And first day I met Kenny, you remember like uh, in the office and like, you know, I see this big guy, like six Six ten, like way bigger than me. And you're a big guy. I mean, like, but I was kind of skinny. Yeah, yeah. I was like one one hundred eighty pound. The first time I got here, I was like, man. And once we get together, like knowing each other, they were my best. They were my best friend. Them, them three guys. And you come into a team that's got Kikis, has Dan Opland, who at that point is kind of becoming this just in the gym yeah. workforce. How how spirited were those practices? I mean, it was really intense, and like and kickers like like our big brothers in that time, and we got Greg Tanagol in that time. Yeah, you know Ali, Roberto, they were fun guys. You know what I'm saying? And like you know, in practice, like I got to learn a lot from them. You know, even like after practice, Dan and Mike, they always stay at the gym, like. After, way after practice, they be over there for you know hour like you know shooting, 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 shooting the whole time, and you know it was kind of fun like you know meeting with those guys and practicing with them every day, and got to know them. I mean, and the locker room was fun too. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, so Scott leaves and goes to Baylor. What was what was that situation? Was that unique? Or did, yeah. I mean, did was, you know Homer or no? Okay. No. I heard about him, you know, but uh, and I never, I never knew Homer, but I heard about him. But like once uh, Scott, like you know, before he left, he like he called me in his office and told me like he's going to Baylor and you know his father going to took back the job and all of that, you know. I told him I, I'll be happy because I already committed to Valpo and they helped me got in this in in this country. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was like, you know, good luck, you know. I would be happy to stay. One of the really interesting things about Valpo at that time period, they would get all these guys from Europe, and then everyone else started recruiting Europe, so then Valpo starts recruiting Africa quite a bit. Um, Was this idea that that people knew about the NCAA and knew about basketball in the United States, but maybe didn't know the difference between a Valpo and a Duke back then? I guess, you know... where was Valpo at in your mind? Did, did you know about the Dukes or the North Carolinas or whatever? Yeah, because like uh, the basketball school that I'm from, that I come from, like uh, called like uh, Giving Back, mm-hmm. uh, like operated by Babacosi. And like uh, when we were back home, like every day after practice, we watch NCAA, like the tapes, like you know, all those tapes, Duke, Kentucky, Louisville. I mean, we were watching the, like the whole tournament, especially like uh, he got the tournament, like uh, uh, like tape, video cassette in that time in Senegal. Yeah. So we were watching the like uh, NCAA every day, like every day. Your uh, was that your freshman year then that you guys went to the NCAA tournament? Yeah, that was my freshman year. Yeah. To go and out to out to Seattle, I think, to play yeah, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah. What was what was that experience like? I mean. I know. I know the game didn't go well. Uh, yeah. it, was a, it was a bad. It's a bad game. <laughs> but you know, like going to the like first of all, like winning our conference championship, the tournament, that like, was really fun. And we were like, like 
the seniors and the you know junior at that time they already went to the tournament you know but as freshman we didn't like go to the tournament and like uh, once we got to like Seattle I mean out the practice you know you see fans like first time seeing like fans in your practice you know after that signing autograph for the fans and you know going to the hotel and all that it was like that was a unique experience like the NCAA that was a unique experience man besides the game it was a great experience and even playing at the game was a great experience uh yeah i gotta ask you about this one and and you know you don't have to go too much into it but uh kenny has his health scare yeah um what do you remember from that i mean how just how tough was that whole thing and, and i guess I, I don't really even know what else to say other than just kind of what what was your experience through that yeah whole... i mean like uh, i remember that day i was in the in the training room you know icing my knees and i heard like you know there's a like ambulance Kenny went out and stuff man I was so down that day and you know uh, to that protest uh, I mean uh, process going to the hospital every day like you know just going over there and knowing like Kenny's sleeping he ain't working he ain't working up yet you know and you know they organized this event at the church you know mm-hmm. everybody went over there lighting them candle you know praying for Kenny I mean, it was a tough, tough time. Like, you know, I know Kenny, like, hanging out with him all the time, you know. That was, that, that was, that was tough for me. And then he wakes up. Yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, there's, there's, a good, there's good there. Oh, um, yeah. What, you remember your first conversation or anything? Oh, yeah. Him? Like, my first conversation with him was, like, a, you know, after he woke up from here, they, like, took him to Chicago. So when I went over there, man. That he just put a smile on me because you know every time we we play me and him we just you know and uh, I was happy that day man you know his speech wasn't that good but you know he saw me like you know he remembered me like you know like Moose I'm like alright Kenny alright <laughs> man <laughs> but you know uh, did did you take a little bit of him on the basketball court with you then, the kind of the remainder of your time there, knowing he wasn't going to be able to play? Did you, I mean, did you think about him at, at all? I mean, you, you, you know, went out and, and finished your career with Valpo. Oh, yeah, like, especially, like, my, my junior year. You know, like, he always came to the game. Like, every game Kenny is over there, you know. And, like, every time we go to the court, he's over there, like, by the door, you know, standing over there. So we always, like, well, let's go almost, you know. And like some days, some weekends, he spent the night because like, I was living off campus with Mohammed Kone. Mm-hmm. Some weekend he like spent the night in my apartment, you know. And I like remember like sometimes when we wake up in the morning, I make some scrambled eggs, and he wanted to put some hot sauce on the scrambled eggs. I was like, Teddy, no man, no hot sauce for you today. <laughs> well, you know. Your uh, your junior year, you guys are loaded with talent. Yeah. And uh, and here comes Mo Kone. Yep. This just monster from France mm-hmm. who looked like he was just going to destroy everything in his path. And I think he did probably destroy a few rims. Yeah. Um, I know that team didn't really... I mean, you guys looked like an NCAA tournament team on paper, and it didn't really translate. What What do you remember from that year? You know, and all all that talent that you kind of had together. Yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, that year, I don't... It was tough, too. Because, like, I didn't play a lot of games because, like, I just got out of my surgery, like, mm-hmm. after my sophomore year. 
And, and you uh, started a lot as a sophomore. I think you started half yeah, the games as a yeah, sophomore. And, yeah, but and right after the season, I like I got my uh, surgery, my knee surgery. So I, I I didn't like I didn't recover good from like from that surgery, and like uh, and being in that team, talented team. I mean, we got players, you know. Ali's back Ali, for a fifth year. Oplan's a senior. Oplan, Ron Howard, yeah. you know, and. Uh, we we like Urule was over there and Brandon uh, Diebler was a freshman. Diebler was a freshman. We got like a Sean Huff was over there, Jerry Lloyd, you know, Seth. So we we we, we had a pretty, pretty good team, but you know, I that year like we were like like in our mind we were saying like we this year we go to the tournament, you know, we got the team, you know, but everything's in the buff. And it's just crazy. I remember you played IUPUI at home. You're up like 22 in the second half, and they come back, force overtime, and win. Yep. And the guy that did it was George Hill, who's yep. still in the NBA, in the NBA today. NBA. Yep, yep, yep. But, you know, going back to that year, man, I guess it was just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> man. Uh, well. Mo, how how did Mo kind of how did you guys get along? Obviously, you know Umar is gone now, and now you've yeah. got Mo coming in here. And yeah, like and uh, that summer before Mo comes here, I went to Orlando because uh, our coach because we come from the same basketball school. Okay, he was in France and I was in Senegal, but same basketball school. And uh, our coach was in uh, Florida, uh, coaching a prep school. So that summer after like uh, right after my surgery. Like uh, I went over there, and that's when I met Mo over there. Mo was over there too, so we were talking, saying he's coming to Valpo, all of that stuff. So I said, okay, we clicked. Like me and Mo, we clicked. We clicked. He came here, you know. I was living in the dorm. I moved out. We find uh, apartment. Me and him. So and you know, since that day to now, like uh, every summer, Mo is in Senegal. Yeah. Like me and him, every summer he don't go to Agricos. He comes to Senegal. We hung out. Um, you know, you learned from Kikis. He was the old guy. You were the young guy. Yeah. And then Yurule comes along. I yeah. guess what, did, did you mentor Yurule at all? Or then Arden after that? A oh, 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 yeah. All the time. Like, they know me. Like, you know, all the time. Like, I'm my speech. Like, man, just, you know, you're good. You can do it. Just, just work hard. You know, it's all about working hard, working hard. You know, try not to get injured, you know, respect, you know, and get along with everybody in the team. So, so this is now more of a fun question here. Uh, you played hard on the court, and I know that we played hard off the court, um, and I don't want to go into too much detail, but <laughs> but when I came back into Valpo, you, would, you were on your way out, and we had some mutual friends introduced uh, us to each other, and, yep. and uh, I can remember times that we would go have a, a drinker or two in uh, Crown Point. Yep. Because uh, we would get away from Valpo. Yep. And we would go to Crown Point. Uh-huh. And w- what was your reaction when we would walk into a place in Crown Point and it was almost completely white, mm-hmm. completely, like, guys that look like me, like six feet tall, and yeah. you're just this tall black guy who walks in. Yep. Like for me, when I walked in beside you, I almost felt like the music skipped and stopped uh-huh. and everyone just kind of stared. Uh-huh. What was 
I mean, did you feel like a, I guess the term would be fish out of water or anything like that? I mean, how did how did you you always had a smile on your face and you yeah. always gave each other gave people a hug? What, I mean, how did you how did you take kind of being this seven footer from Africa coming into small rural Indiana? Yeah, but it was great, man. Cause like me personally, like everywhere I go, I don't I don't I don't feel like you know I'm the tallest one here. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't even feel it, you know. I just like love to meet new people, you know, have a conversation, you know, ask me whatever you want. I'm not going to get upset and I'm not going to feel like, you know, I'm the big guy here, you know, just look at me like trying to avoid people. That That's not me. You know, I always like, you know, love people no matter where you're from and who you are, you know, I always love like, you know, to socialize with people. I remember one particular night that we were out and there was another like really tall black guy in the bar who must I, I don't know if he's from this area or not and I remember you guys just kind of like stared at each other and just said like what's up man you know, like it was it to me it was the funniest thing and I don't know if you remember that it was the funniest that, funniest man. thing yeah. in the world um I mean, where you talk about basketball and everything like that, but you've got a family now too, right? Yeah. I mean, just what you're here, uh, you're doing some work here. Is your family going to join you eventually? That's that, that that's what I want because my wife she's in uh, Houston, and uh, two months ago I took my daughter because uh, my wife her name is Fatu, my son name is Selin uh, Saliu, and my daughter name is uh, Mam Buso. So I took them two months ago in Senegal. So they can learn a little bit about the culture, you know, okay. living over there with my mom. So, but you know, I'm just ready to like settle down here, so like my wife can go back and take them, bring them back here. Very good. Yeah. Uh, how old are your children? Uh, my daughter, she about she about to be four, and uh, my son like a year. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. young. So not they're not on the court yet. No, you're not on the corner. But you know, my daughter, she already, she already loves basketball, man. Because I bought a basketball, like you know, new one, that I put it in the house. She always play with it. Very good. What uh, What does the future look like for you? I mean, you, you do you still want to be involved in basketball or? Yeah, yeah, I, I really want to be involved with basketball. But you know, I love the game. Uh, actually, like a, a week ago, I was like helping a guy here in Michigan City. Jared, he played in France in Monaco. Yeah, Jared Jones. Jared uh, Jones, yeah. Michigan City High School, played yeah. at Ball State. So. Yeah, here we go. So he like he got his basketball camp like a week ago. And I was over there like for three days helping him. And even like the second gate, second day I was the guest speaker. Yeah, yeah, this g- yeah. great, uh, great article I saw in another newspaper about that. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome to see you on campus. This is like two weeks ago now, just randomly. Um, Luke Gore is still there. Matt Bowen is back. Yep. Bobby Brooks was there. Yep. Is it is it nice to to come back home, so to speak, or you, your second home, maybe, and see these familiar faces? Oh yeah, very. I was so exciting because uh, uh, first time I went over there and nobody was at the gym. I was I was like walking everywhere. I was like, man, where are these people at? You know. But the second time I called Bob, Bob told me like he gonna be there in the weight room at uh, three o'clock. So I went over there. I saw you, you know, yeah, calling here, you know, and I went to the weight room. Bobby was over there. That's like me and Bobby. We just like when we see each other, we just like kids. We just, you know. Yeah. And I saw the new the players over there. I met them over there. And um, what's what's that like to uh, 
I mean, geez, you gotta be you gotta be thirty one. Thirty four. Thirty four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to to I mean, this was this was twelve, thirteen, fourteen years ago for you playing basketball here. Yeah. Um, what's it like seeing guys that look that look like Valpo basketball players in the uniforms that you used to wear? Was that was that a unique experience? That was unique, man. That was like I was like, man. <laughs> you know, did you want to? I mean, you probably didn't want to lift weights in there with them, but did you want to get back on the court? With them? I want to. I wanted to get back, man. But you know, it, it, I was so happy, man. You know, to see these young players, you know, in the weight room, you know, working hard. They were working hard, lifting, you know, and huddling together in the weight room, you know. So it it was pretty nice. And uh, the following Tuesday, like, uh, I went to Luke House. And uh, the head coach was over there, Luke was over there, Matt Boyne was over there, and all the players were over there. Literally, yeah, I think 4th of July cookout or something. Yeah. yeah. So it was really, really, really nice to see, like, the faces, like, Luke, Matt Boyne, Bobby Brooks, you. So, you know. Do, do any of the guys kind of reach out to you at all, or they keep their distance a little bit? No, or? no, they, 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 they came to me. All of them introduced themselves. You know, I got one, one uh, I think he's a point guard. He's from uh, Ghana, I think. Okay. But from Canada, but you know, yeah, Daniel Sackey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we will talk about soccer because right now the African Cup is is going on. So very yeah. good. Uh, will, will you go to Will you go to games this year? Oh yeah, definitely. Like every game, I want to be there, man. Very every good. game. Yeah. I know the Valpo fans will be very excited to see you back. And me uh, too. And man. Kenny goes to a lot of games. Yeah, here that's what Luke told me. Luke told me like Kenny's here every game. Yeah, there's a you know a lot of guys that are in town uh, still come back to games and everything like that. So Musa, thank you very much for taking the time to chat. Wow. And uh, you know I think I speak for all of the people who follow Valpo basketball that say that you were certainly one of the fan favorites, and yeah, uh, they'd yeah. be thrilled to have you back in the arc. Thank you, man. I appreciate it.